Nora Speaks is a weekly podcast that tugs at the soul and consciousness of the Black community. With show topics such as youth empowerment, education, women's impact, and civic engagement, Nora Speaks challenges the listener to not only join the movement, but be the movement. On the show, you'll learn from insightful guests who have demonstrated capacity in these fields and more, and I'm your host, Nora Muhammad. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Nora Speaks Podcast, and I am your host, Nora Muhammad, and welcome to episode 194 of the podcast. Thanks again for coming back and joining me for another week. And in this week's episode, I want to talk about how we measure progress, meaning how is progress being measured in Black America by Black Americans? And before I get to that, I want to encourage you to be sure to subscribe to the Nora Speaks podcast wherever you're listening now. And you can get it on Apple Podcast, uh, Spotify, uh, Google Play, Google Podcast, uh, Amazon. So make sure that you subscribe to the show. That way you can get new episodes directly uh, on your phone. It'll notify you that there's another episode that has been released and make sure that you share it with your family, with your friends and those who you value if this podcast has value to you. And I also want to remind you, if you have been listening over the last several weeks, you may have noticed that as each episode ends, uh, then I conclude the uh, podcast episode with a quote, uh, either a quote that I will read to you or an actual audio clip of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad so that he can provide what I call food for thought as we are navigating our way in North America and trying to figure out how to solve some of the problems that we have. And I think that the wisdom that he has provided to us in the time in which he served the black community is instrumental and invaluable. And I think that it's good for us. And so I am sharing that with you. So if you get to the end of the episode and you think, wait, what is that? Is that something new? It is something that I started maybe three, four, five episodes ago or so. Um, And the actual um, transcript will be found in the show notes so that you can go back and if you wanted to read what it is that he's saying or read what I'm reading from him when I do quote him. So that's something that you'll find at the end of every episode, a little food for thought. And I'm interested in what you think about uh, what I have shared from him. And of course, I'm always interested in what you think about the podcast. Now, getting to our topic today, how are we measuring progress in Black America? I'm curious about the metric that we are using or the gauge that we apply to assess progress. Now, uh, the history of black people in North America has been pretty well documented. And if we have been um, interested in reading about the history of black Americans, then, uh, you know, it, it has been a very 
a tumultuous, difficult, traumatic experience. And with that trauma and with the difficulties that we have been faced with, um, at some point, at some point after we are uh, so many years removed from the point of trauma, or it would be the point of trauma if we were removed from it, what would we look like? What would our communities look like? What would our families look like? What would our thinking be like? And so that's what I want to talk about in this episode and I guess ascertain uh, the right uh, metric, the right gauge, or even question, you know, the gauge that we use. And I know that a lot of uh, folks may think that um, a, a black president, you know, may demonstrate that we have uh, become successful or the first black uh, vice president, female black vice president, a uh, Supreme Court justice, being the a black CEO of a major corporation or the COO of a major corporation. Some perhaps it's having an Ivy League education. It's acquiring uh, luxury items like cars. Is it... Um, signing a multi-million dollar football or uh, entertainment contract. You know, how are we measuring success? When I hear people say, our people say that we've come a long way, you know, or, or they'll say, you know, we've made a lot of advancement and progress, but we still have yet so far to go. And so I'm very curious about what, progress or success is being measured or, or, or what uh, perhaps um, uh, goals or targets have been measured that shows that we have progressed and that we are perhaps more successful. Now, you know, I don't really want to spend too much time on the obvious <laughs> that's occurred in our most recent history in America with the, uh, the 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 killing of of Trayvon Martin and, and George Floyd and Atiana Jefferson, you know we've had these lives and this great potential that's lost, and so some may question that and say, well, you know they 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 used to lynch us, they used to burn us alive, um, they used to whip us with um, you know razor sharp whips, and now. They're just outright killing us and state actors, in fact, because some are law enforcement and there's no significant consequence or penalty to the taking of life. You know, we think about what happened with our sister, Sandra Bland, you know, we think, wait, so who's going to be responsible for that sister not being with us anymore? And so as it happens, we can definitely question those incidents and reflect and decide, have we made progress. Um, and some may say because this, the, the taking of black life continues and it seems to continue with impunity, then there has been no progress. And some may say, well, certainly, you know, we've made advancements certainly in um, the political realm. We've, we've made advancements in economics. We're more, uh, more of us are homeowners, right? And then some may counter that and say, well, we're also 
killing each other in our own communities. We also have very high uh, uh, or too high maternal uh, morbidity rates, uh, infant morbidity rates. Some may say that um, our progress isn't reflected when we're looking at the educational outcomes, the economic outcomes, right? So when we are kind of having new opportunities, like with the sister that is now the Supreme Court Justice, do we get so excited that we kind of rest back and and, and, and relax and take our foot off the gas? Or some may question, is that even progress? It, it would seem that in so many instances, there's so many different ways that we are all measuring progress. You know, some may say that uh, there has been no end to oppression. Some may say that the progress that some are lauding as progress, in fact, we have not come that far at all, you know? And, and so certainly if we are, um, if we are uh, reviewing the systems that we need in a society to function, the educational system, an economic system, a healthcare system, an agricultural system, and other systems, right? The oppression remains for us in these systems. And one of the reasons why we remain so impacted is because of our continuing to rely in nearly total support our reliance on our former slave master to meet our needs, our every single need. If we're talking about food, if we're talking about clothing, if we're talking about shelter, if we're talking about education and healthcare, right? We, we continue to be nearly totally reliant. Now, I know that there are some black farms and some black farmers. I know that some folks are growing food in their backyards. I know that some folks are homeschooling their children, right? I know that there are some black folks that are building homes. Um, however, to meet the needs of our people, right? That's what the American government does. That's what the Japanese government does, right? That's what the Russian government does. They meet the needs of their own nationals. And so as black people who are ex-slaves, and who have been made to be free, and we're looking to ascertain in whether we've advanced, the question still remains, have we? Ha- has the advancement been significant? Um, do we, ha- are we halfway there? Some people may say, well, we're halfway there. Um, halfway to where is, is a question that I would ask. So Yes, we've had a black president. Yes, we have the Supreme Court justice. Yes, we have folks who are signing multi-million dollar deals in the entertainment industry where our talents become the property of others, we must remember. And, you know, these artists and athletes, they certainly come back later and they tell us some of the behind the scenes stories that we don't know about because we are caught up in the jewelry that they are purchasing the cars that they have. We're, we're caught up in their fashion. We're caught up in the in the celebrity, and we don't recognize that this person is in so many ways just a high paid slave. 
where so much of what would be or could be their wealth is still not really theirs to control and to disseminate as they see fit. If you go back and review some of the things that Michael Jackson said, go back and review some of the things that Prince said about the entertainment industry, right? And how these artists with their talents, with their genius are locked in and are controlled and are in fact owned, right? We, we can relate that to sports teams a little easier because there are team owners and they, they, they trade uh, athletes, they trade players, right? Well, we remember that from plantation and, and studying what happened on the plantation that the masters would, would trade, sell, exchange their laborers, their slaves, right? So some people will come back out to us and say, you know, it, it's not what you think it is. So what would progress look like for us? And one of the easiest ways for me to to kind of think about it and, and discuss it here is uh, thinking about what it's like when we raise children. And you say, okay, now you're comparing black people to children. Well, if you follow what I'm going to share with you, you may not find that this uh, comparison is uh, so far off. Now, in thinking and reminding you, a slave was totally reliant. You know, the last episode, I shared the uh, the book Barcoon by Zora Neale Hurston. And, and I encourage you to go and pick up a copy of that book. I, I In the show notes, I included some black book retailers. I encourage you to use them to purchase your books, right? We're talking about uh, progress in the black community. We can't have progress if we're not supporting each other. But in that book, this man who was brought over on the slave ship uh, with other Africans, and once they arrived to this nation, they had nothing, they knew nothing. In fact, they arrived with no clothes on. And the only thing that they had left was their culture. And these were slaves that were brought over in the late 1800s, right? But but even those slaves that were brought in the 1500s, that were brought in the 1600s, that were brought in the 1700s, and then that slave had a child, and then that slave had a child, and then you get so far where you don't even have your culture anymore. You don't have your language anymore. You don't have your ethnicity and all of those unique characteristics that make you and your nation or your tribe uh, distinct. All of that is taken. So that slave that arrives is totally dependent on the master. The master is going to direct those actions and the actions of the slaves. The, the, the master is who gives that slave a purpose. The master is who feeds that slave. The master is the one that controls that slave, right? So when I make that comparison of children, it's not because I'm trying to demean our people. I'm not trying to demean us. However, I'm just trying to illustrate something here for the listener so that you can kind of see what I'm talking about when I say we have to question progress as it relates to black Americans since I guess we can say the emancipation of slavery. Right now, if, if raising children, one of the ways that we rate a child's success is by how functional and self-reliant that child becomes after all that we've given them. How do they take what we have provided in the way of training, teaching, 
opportunities, education, resources, how do they take what we have given them and make a way for themselves, right? Now let's question, where is the ex-slave showing his self-reliance to demonstrate advancement, to demonstrate progress, to demonstrate success? The ex-slave meaning us, Black Americans, in what way are we demonstrating self-reliance, right? Um, Would it be preferable? Think about this. Would it be preferable that after we've raised our children and poured into them and trained them to function, that they come home (laughs) back to us and curl up in our own homes, curl up in our homes as adults with all the knowledge, the skills, the means, and that they continue to look for us and seek assistance and subsistence from their parents as if they are helpless, dependent, weak little babies. We would say, what's wrong with you? Get out and do something for yourself. You, you've got education. You've got training. You, you, you've got a, you, 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 you have work. You, you have a job. Go do something with yourself, for yourself, with everything that you have. Now, instead, that grown child, that adult now, wants to be entitled in your home. Once an equal say in your home. Now you can, uh, I know some folks who are trying to get rid of adult children. They turn off the water. They turn down the heat. Um, they don't go grocery shopping. They try to make it as uncomfortable as possible to try to give that adult child a hint so that they don't have to have an uncomfortable conversation. You know, it's uncomfortable to say to your, or it could be uncomfortable to say to your adult child, okay, when are you moving out, Right. So instead, parents may try to create conditions that would encourage that adult to move out on their own by making him or her uncomfortable, right? It's time for you to go get your own place, buddy. It's time for you to go out on your own. But instead of this adult going out on his or her own, instead, they pick it outside your house they're marching back and forth outside your house with signs because now they are petitioning for better treatment in your home in your space after they are a full-grown able-bodied adult who can do something for themselves right so so this is what I mean when I say have we made progress you know there's uh, CEOs of, of, of soda companies, of, of fortune, other fortune 500 companies. And we clap and we applaud and we say, wow, that sister is in charge. That brother is in charge, right? But is what they are in charge of in some way contributing to the systems, right? Of education, the system of healthcare, the system of agricultural, uh, uh, needs, the systems that any independent people would need for their own success. Often, these people that we are excited about are contributing back to the systems of our former slave master. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just questioning, when are we going to invest in ourselves? You know, as I said, you know, we're like that grown child picketing out in front of our uh, parents' home because we want them to let us be entitled, right? 
Now, look, I don't think that what's happened with Trayvon Martin and uh, Atiana Jefferson and uh, Sandra Bland, um, the the issues with uh, mass incarceration, uh, the issues with food and agriculture, uh, lead poisoning in, in the water, um, poorer education. I don't think any of those systems are sufficient for us. I say, no, 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 something needs to change. Absolutely, without any doubt. However, we don't have full authority within those systems. So what I'm encouraging our people is to develop systems where we can have some authority and say in the kind of treatment, the attention, and the care that is given to us in our specific needs. You know, you know, there's a there's a, a a phrase called cultural competence, right? Where you'd want a therapist, a teacher, a psychologist, uh, a, a medical provider. That person should have some kind of cultural competence, so that when we go to be treated, or anyone goes to be treated, that practitioner, that educator, that therapist is qualified because they are culturally competent, meaning they understand the nuances of this people. And so often we recognize that so many of our nuances are misperceived, misunderstood, and we're often misperceived and misunderstood. The criminalization of our black children, the boys and the girls, where their behavior is described as criminal Whereas another child's behavior could be described as rambunctious because the practitioner does not understand that student. So I encourage our people to consider what progress would look like. Let us prove how smart and capable we are so that we can begin addressing our own needs so that we don't have to complain about what we think is unfair in the current systems. I think one of the problems that we have is that we're trying to change systems that we don't have any control over. And, and, and as I said, there's not necessarily anything wrong with that effort. My challenge to us is when and how are we going to develop our own systems or use the effort that we have for developing something that is controlled by us? Um, you know, me pulling up to your dinner table is not a show of my capacity. It shows that I, in fact, refuse to set up my own dinner table because I'm comfortable eating from the scraps that you give me, if you give me scraps. And even if you don't give me any scraps, I'll be back tomorrow and I'll be back tomorrow. Even if you kick me, beat me, I will keep showing up. That does not look like progress. Sure, we are not on the plantations picking cotton uh, anymore. Sure, we are not, um, you know, uh, dealing with the slave masters or the overseer's whip. Sure, some of that has changed um, and, and, and there have been advancements. But I just caution us to get too comfortable in watching some uh, first, the first black president, the first black female vice president, the first black Supreme Court justice. Let us not get too hyped off of the first when we don't have the first 
educational system. We're the first healthcare system that's serving our needs and making us a priority. And ultimately, that's the point here. We have to make ourselves a priority. That is what progress would look like. I want to thank you so much for, li- for listening to this episode of the Nora Speaks podcast. Until next time, stay in peace. What I want to get over to you is this. Due to the lack of the knowledge of truth, you feel satisfied today to be here and satisfied to remain here. While your fathers were not satisfied in coming here, they are even to stay here. What has made you to be well satisfied to be here and to remain here? It is this, the destruction of the knowledge of yourself and your God, your religion, and your kind by the slave masters has now made you satisfied in what the slave master said is his. While you have nothing whatsoever that you can be secured in of your own. Food for Thought with the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Norris Beast Podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode coming at you fresh next week. And as always, if you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, visit my website, noramohammed.com. Or if you have a listener question, email me at info at You can also follow the Nora Speaks podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Nora Speaks Podcast. I'll be sure to include links in the show notes. If this show has value to you, please subscribe, rate, and review, and share it with family and friends. And be sure to check out previous episodes. And remember, don't just join the movement, be the movement. Stay in peace.